0: Choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
1: You got speed, John Glenn. Roger Zero G and I feel fine.
2: Might be okay,
1: I'm out. How does it feel for the United States to be the new record holder? At last, huh? In that baby light, there's no doubt about it. Liftoff, off. We have a liftoff, off. Thirty-two minutes past the hour. Lift off on Apollo Eleven. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. That's one small step
0: for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello and welcome. This is Michael Annis, and you're listening to episode 254 of the Space Rocket History Podcast. And now. Apollo 12, Moonwalk 2 Part 5, Blocky Crater and Closeout From the previous episode, we left Pete and Al on Moonwalk Number 2 just as they finished their work on Surveyor 3. Conrad and Bean now walked north, up Surveyor Crater's 14-degree slope. Fatigue set in as Pete and Al walked up the crater wall. The hand-tool carrier was nearly full of rocks now and Bean felt the full weight of it. Bean was getting tired and he could no longer keep up with Pete. His heart rate got up to 140 beats per minute while Pete's was at 120. Additionally, the hand-tool carrier was banging Bean's legs more often. Bean now fully realized that getting out of the surveyor crater was a lot tougher than getting in and it took a lot more work walking on the slope of the crater because you couldn't bounce from side to side and spring off your feet like you could on level ground.
1: Okay let's head for a blocky crater. Okay. Al, do you have a sample bag number on that last one? All those rocks are too big for sample bag. They're big rocks, Houston. they well, at least uh, six inches in diameter. And uh, I think these are something of the ones we wanted. It. It's kind of hard to tell with, without having a photograph on hand or something and standing there and studying it for a lot longer than I think we'd care to do it. which rocks are which. Roger. I'm going to take a break here, Pete, for a few seconds. All right, I'm with you. Can't get up your pace when you're running on the side of a slope. Uh-uh. You're, you don't have a chance to go from side to side like on level ground. Look at that huge boulder out there. At, uh, oh, I wish we could go over there. There, get that boulder. There. Straight ahead.
0: Blocky Crater is located on the rim of Surveyor Crater. Once the astronauts reached it, Houston wanted them to rest again Giving them the code words EMU check.
1: Okay, let's document up a uh, a uh, sample here, and I think you had a photo of that whole blocky crater right there. That thing's spectacular. It is. What is it? The bed? That's got to be bedrock, there, babe. Yeah, let's get some samples of that. Gotta be. Okay, Houston. The simple crater's right behind the Lemma. Is that a a big, rocky impact crater? Top down in the crater. Losing your balance, but doesn't seem to be. It's just harder walking, that's all. Pete now did we have an EMU check? Right at the top of the rim, we can get a good place to rest. I'm 36% oxygen. We're okay. We're going to sample. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Houston. We're going to get an EMU check here. We're going to pick up one sample out of this rocky crater. Give you a partial pan of it, because it's a pretty fantastically interesting crater with a lot of bedrock. Big, chunky rocks blown up out of it. The, the inner uh of the double craters on the side of the Surveyor Crater and then my recommendation is we've got so much gear and so many rocks that we head to the left and start packing it all up. Roger, we concur, it's a good idea. Hey, Al, could you give us uh your percent? I
2: sure could. Looks like about thirty six percent. Copy, thirty six on both. And uh how you doing on that film? Uh let me ask
1: uh, you I mean a question. Boy, my camera's completely dust covered. Listen, I just hope the lens, a 121, how's the lens? Your lens is in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you stand right here and get a partial pen while you're resting on this crater either side. Hey, wait a minute, look at this. I can't. can't. Forget it. I thought I saw something. To fix the big glass, if you just crack them open, you find their plain with salt. Watch on the inside, we just don't ever have any cracks. You gotta pound one of those things with a hammer
0: in a Okay, you want me to do a pan of this little part of the whole crater, Pete? Now, get the whole crater, get it back, four shots across it, and then move over and get another four. Hope you don't. Al took several pictures of the spectacular Blocky Crater. He theorized that the impact that created Surveyor Crater removed the topsoil down to the bedrock. And later, the impact that created Blocky Crater forced out the big, blocky rocks.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Where are you shooting now? I want you to shoot down in that crater right there. Sorry, right, that's what I... Okay, appreciate it. Do way down into it. To get a stereo of that thing with those big blocks down there. Harky you it Kind of dark, but I think we'll get something good. Okay. Move over here. This is probably the most spectacular crater we've come to, I think. First, it just... This, this original crater took it down to bedrock, right I guess, more recently than this one. Came in here and really banged it out. These blocks are a lot more sharp corners than any we've seen anywhere else. It just uh, the most recent one we've been well, around. I got the idea that the bedrock's not too deep, and that uh, this was a big crater, but it's very, 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 very old. And then this thing came along and hit it. That's right. And it broke into the side of the bedrock that's been sticking out into this. there yeah, and then it just threw it all out, Crater, and threw it all out again. Yeah, I think... Uh, Let's get a sample of that rock. Yeah, let's sure. do. I think it's going to be let same- get out of here.
0: Okay. Now Conrad and Bean turn west, back toward Intrepid, gathering surface samples as they went. Finally, they reached the lunar module.
1: Okay, uh, Houston, BBR is back at the lamp. Roger, Pete.
2: Uh, You're 3 plus 16 into the EVA, and for a four-hour EVA,
1: you're right on. Okay. Very good.
0: CAPCOM said the astronauts were out of the lunar module for three hours and 16 minutes so far. They left the lunar module for head crater at about 132 hours mission elapsed time, so the circular traverse took about 2 hours and 45 minutes. Now, according to the EVA plan, it was time to get things packed up and get back inside to prepare for the launch at 142 hours mission elapsed time. Hey, here's, the, here's where that engine
1: moves from, dirt. see it here. I don't know. Where are you on that, Al? I'm right to the uh left rib. It looks like uh, uh I'm between the plus y and the minus z strut it looks like it really washed a lot of dirt off in this direction. Uh I look back behind me. Hey, Al. Diddy he do it? Al. Yep. Let's get up. some rocks. Get the rocks over here. Come yep. on, we can't baloney all day. We yep. gotta get out of here. We can turn Yeah. Okay. I want you to put the two tea- There you go. Put the tool carrier right there. There it is. Stick your camera in the ETB and get the uh, film can out of there. And uh, I'm going to
0: start packing up the gear. Pete and Al will wind up spending two of their six and a half hours in the lunar module with virtually nothing to do. In hindsight, this moment when Al was trying to describe the effects of the engine exhaust would have been a golden opportunity to slow down, pick up some more rocks, and take advantage of their ample remaining supplies of oxygen and cooling water. However, Houston was concerned about staying on the timeline, and Pete was obeying orders. So, the pack-up began. Unfortunately, they had a little trouble with the TV cable. here's the camera.
1: Yeah, I'm not, sure. I wonder if, yeah, I guess all of us will sit in here, our cameras and everything. Take with this TV camera. Okay. Okay, you wanna take, uh, my, uh, bag off? Second, here. Here. Oh, camera. Okay. Got it? No. Go do stereo close-up photos. I, I tell you what, you go get me the solar wind first. Solar wind first? I'll go get it for you. Oh boy. Bye. Let, me, let me take that little bag out there with me. There it is right there. See? Okay. Uh, oh, wait a minute, I'll take. Wait, wait, wait. You're all tangled up the TV cable. I tell you, that TV cable is going to be... really making me mad. There you go. Wait, 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 wait. Let's take the surveyor TV camera, off. huh? Put it in the footpad. That's what you want to do with it? I like you to put it in the footpad. Oh, okay. All right. Let me set this down, and I'll go get it. Just a second. There you go. You're all tangled up again. I tell you, it's a trap. Okay. Oh boy, I made a mistake. I should have brought the tool cutter back with me. This TV cable is about to put it in the foot pit. This TV cable is gonna drive me crazy. Here you go. Want me to take it and move it out of the area? I just tried to throw it under the limb. Then, I mean, I can grab one of it and just pull it out, if you want. Why huh? I do that? Well, i tangled up the LAC now. I It happens every damn time. Okay, I put this, where do you want me to put this right here I'm gonna I'm gonna straighten this L E C out right now. There you go. Now look when I disappear with the L E C you get that T V cable and get it out of here, okay? There you go. Now just throw the T V cable under the a second There we go. That's better.
0: They cost me 10 minutes, the TV cable was coiled up in loops. So eventually, Pete held on to one end of the cable, and Al walked away from the spacecraft with the other end. It's easy to imagine that if Al tried to drag the cable away by himself, he would have gotten tangled up in the loops. This way, there was only a little cable around his feet as he walked away. When Al got far enough away, Pete let go of his end of the cable and Al gave his a tug to pull it away. During the mission debriefing, Pete said, quote, I probably tried eight or nine times to throw it under the lunar module and not getting there, and I kept getting tangled up in it, end quote. A couple of minutes later, Pete had a problem with getting dust all over the rock box. So, he actually tried to blow it off through his helmet. Which, of course, he couldn't do. And he felt silly for trying. Strangely enough, on Apollo 16, Charlie Duke repeatedly tried to blow dust off rocks and equipment, much to the amusement of himself and Capcom.
1: I got dust all over the rock box, and I'm trying to blow it off. Gonna manage that.
0: You may recall from the previous episode the astronauts could not find the Hasselblad camera timer they were going to use to get a picture of both of them in front of the surveyor. Well. As Conrad emptied the tool carrier contents into the rock box that was to return to Earth with them, he found the Hasselblad timer. Conrad called to Bean, I've got something for you. And Bean replied, just what we need. Then he picked up the timer and threw it into the distance as hard as he could. That's something for you right there top of Yeah, that's what we need. Later, during the mission debriefing, Bean commented that they could have taken the picture when they found the timer with the lunar module in the background instead of the surveyor. But they just didn't think fast enough. Now I have a clip of the highlights of the final few minutes of Moonwalk 2 as Pete and Al were told by Houston to start preparing for ingress into the lunar module. Okay,
1: you got some of those cassette rock ones in there, didn't you? Yep, good show. Keith Houston. What do you want to do with
2: that? Well, yeah. Okay, I would like to give you a little weight summary for the uh, rock boxes. You have, we estimate you probably got about the same in rock box two as you did in rock box one. No problem there. The uh, Surveyor parts and TV camera were showing nominal 25 pounds and 15. What you can put uh, on the bag that goes on the floor is about 15 pounds worth of rocks. And in the left-hand side stowage bag, you can put about 25 pounds of rocks. So I guess those are the two you're working for now. 15 pounds worth of rocks on the bag on the floor, and 25 pounds on the uh, left-hand side stowage bag. We, we don't
1: have that many rocks, Houston. I'll tell you what we got. We got FRC SRC-2 is full and close. It's, uh gosh, I hope I got it all in there. Let me see. So we're in core tubes, environmental gear, sample documented samples, uh, all laid it in, built in boxes full, and I closed it, and I've got about, what's one inch on my scale? Got about one inch worth of rocks in another bag, and that's it. That's all the rocks we got.
2: i just stand by for that number, Pete. Feet, that one-inch displacement is about uh, 10 to 15 pounds
1: no problem pack it up okay that's that, that's gonna okay now let me ask you another question uh i could get some more rocks how don't i do that well al is taking stereo photos we'll see if i can't get ourselves Okay, I'm gonna t- I don't have a camera to, to go along with it, so I'll just tell Houston why I'm taking a picture, and then they'll know. They keep up with it. Okay, Houston, on this stereo camera, I'm taking a picture now, about 10 feet from the LAMB, between the plus Y and the plus, and then minus Z strut, and I'm hoping to show the effects of the engine exhaust on the lunar surface. I'm going to always number 800. Taking one at eight oh one. Just moving around here to do it. another one. The little counter doesn't seem to be working. Everything's working okay but the little counter. And I'm taking the fourth picture right up next to the engine here. See? Okay. Another one close to the engine. About two feet from the engine. Okay, Houston. The little counter on top of the uh Damn, it's not working. So uh I'll just tell you what I take next and the uh light and everything seems to be working, so I assume it's probably taking pictures. I'm gonna go look for a crater that's undisturbed and take a picture down inside it. Roger L. Here's one of the uh okay, here's one of the rock. Make two of a rock. Now I'll take a picture of Pete's footprint in the soil take a look at the interaction of that. Take another one. Pete, Houston. I'm in an area now, in Houston.
2: It looks like... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we recommend that you uh, pack up where you are and uh, start uh, trying to pack up the excess uh, rocks you
1: just got and uh, think about ingress. Okay, very good. Houston, I'd like to... Uh, a uh, comment to all the people who are involved in this EVA, my congratulations. Well, I think you two folks, did an excellent job.
0: As you heard, after completing the major events of the EVA, Conrad radioed congratulations to all involved. Now the astronauts packed up their equipment and samples in preparation to end Moonwalk 2.
1: Why don't you just start working your way over here, Al, and uh we've got an awful lot of gear and we'll start getting her up. All right, okay. We've got about uh, 22 minutes by my clock, 23 minutes. Of All right. And we got a long day in front of us. Okay. Oh, this is so much fun. I can jump up about three feet into a one eighty. He back to a three sixty. You gotta watch it though. You get all that dance going around and you get in trouble.
0: Before they packed everything up, Pete and Al took a moment for a little fun. They had acquired a piece of foil from the Y foot pad. Bean wanted to throw it just to see what the flight would look like.
1: Here it goes. Hey, wait, I want to watch. Ready? Yeah. Okay.
0: Thanks. According to Bean, when he threw it, quote, the foil just went way up high and off in the distance, just like a rock, end quote. To commemorate the toss, in 2007, Al Bean painted a picture of it and named it Fun is wherever you can find it. Alan Bean re-entered the lunar module at about 135 hours and 10 minutes. Conrad followed 12 minutes later. The second moonwalk lasted 3 hours 51 minutes.
1: Okay. Houston, uh... If you can mark me off the lunar surface, I'm on the foot pad.
2: Roger, we got that, Pete, at uh, 3 hours and 50 minutes into the EVA. Okay, yep,
1: the a I hope, I hope, I hope. Yeah, I'll tell you, Al, that LEC really got me dirty.
0: Inside the lunar module, Pete was exhausted. He sat on the floor of Intrepid's tiny cabin, leaning against the wall in his grimy spacesuit. As tired as he was, he could not believe he and Bean had climbed into the lunar module after only four hours outside. With all that extra oxygen that they had, maybe a couple of hours worth still in their backpacks. Conrad wasn't ready to tell Houston how frustrated he was yet because before the flight, he had agreed that if Mission Control gave him one time extension during each moonwalk, he would not ask for a second one. But after the mission was over, he did tell Houston what he thought in the post-mission technical debrief. Pete said, quote, I've got one comment here, and I know that this is one of the problems with not pre-planning something. I know everybody, including ourselves, agreed to a pre-flight criterion of one EVA extension. But it broke my heart to get back in the lunar module and find out we had the capability for a six-hour EVA. And Mission Control hustled us back in four hours. We killed two hours sitting in the lunar module. We actually sat on our rear ends and did nothing for two hours. We weren't tired and it's really a shame that we did not get a second extension on the end of that EVA because we hustled past Blocky Crater and back up to the lunar module. I was hustling Al because I felt that flight had committed us to get in at four hours and nobody changed their tune. So we were practically up the ladder, and that's really a shame. I think we've got to be open-minded on Apollo 13, and subsequently. If these guys are in good shape, and there's no reason to believe they won't be, because we were in excellent shape, then let's not hustle when we don't have to. As a matter of fact, we could have gone another two-hour command module revolution, down there, on the lunar surface, before liftoff, and it wouldn't have perturbed anything. End quote. Al Bean said he agreed 100% with Pete Conrad. Salutations from the foothills of North Carolina. This is Michael Annis, your host, and I wanted to say thanks for listening to episode number 254 of the Space Rocket History Podcast entitled Apollo 12, Moonwalk 2, Part 5, Blocky Crater and Closeout. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a pleasure to bring it to you. I want to give a big shout out to all my longtime listeners. Thanks for staying subscribed and to extend a warm welcome to my new listeners. I'm glad you're here. Today, we salute the shuttle-level donors. There are five so far this year. Shuttle donors contribute $70 or more during the calendar year. Thank you for your continued support, shuttle donors. Okay, I had several afterthoughts about this week's episode. Uh, First of all, a heads up for next week. I have been summoned for jury duty next week. But I don't know if I'll be selected for a jury or not. So next week's episode may be delayed or postponed. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But whenever the next episode is finished, we will get to see if that ascent engine will fire up and get Al and Pete off the moon. <laughs> I want to credit my sources for this episode. A Man on the Moon by Andrew Chaikin, Failure's Not an Option by Gene Krantz. Rocket Man by Nancy Conrad, Apollo 12 Lunar Surface Journal, and Apollo, an eyewitness account by Alan Bean. Well, I guess the most controversial thing in this episode was the fact that the astronauts were hurried through Moonwalk 2 when their pressure suits had enough water and air for as much as two extra hours. Now, they had been awake since 120 hours mission elapsed time, or perhaps earlier. The end of the moonwalk was 135 hours and 22 minutes. So, that is about six and a half hours of pretty strenuous work, especially for Bean because he was carrying the hand tool carrier and the rocks. When when they were back on Earth... They said they were not tired at that point in the mission. I believe they were tired, especially Al, but I believe they were certainly capable of staying out at least another hour. But Pete had pledged not to ask for another extension after he got one, so he felt his hands were tied. So, why did they have to come in so soon? I think. Houston was being extremely cautious, and they had their heads down, sticking to the plan, not looking around to see if there were other opportunities. But, you know, that is just what I think, and I could be totally wrong on this issue. But based on what I've researched, that's kind of what I think. Now, there were two events I found a little amusing. The first was the TV cable that kept getting tangled up with Pete. When a cable is coiled up like that, it tends to keep its shape, so it was really in the way and annoying. But the funny part, I thought, was when Pete said, it's a trap. The other event was when Pete got the rock box dirty and tried to blow the dust off while he was wearing his helmet and pressure suit, so obviously that didn't work. It kind of reminded me of something silly that I would try to do. But uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, I have posted uh, some pictures, including Al Bean's painting, and the audio for this week's episode on my homepage, com. I hope you check that out. I was pleased to receive seven new donations in support of the podcast over the past week. Peter H. from France donated at the Apollo level and earned his moon emoji. Steve C. donated at the Gemini level and earned his rocket emoji. Tom F. from Australia donated at the Sputnik level. Christopher H. from Georgia donated at the Mercury level and earned his rocket emoji. Cameron B. donated at the Mercury level and earned his moon emoji. John H. donated at the Mercury level. And Ferens S., Pledged on Patreon at the Vostok level. Our Patreon donors are still at 169 for the year with the goal of reaching 218 for 2018. And our overall donors for 2018 have reached 255 with a goal of reaching 418. For those of you who are enjoying the content provided here and have not donated in 2018, please consider supporting the podcast if you are financially able. Keep in mind, Space Rocket History is entirely listener-funded. I depend upon your financial support to keep the podcast going. To support the podcast, go to the homepage, spacerockethistory.com. Click on the orange Donate button or the Patreon link. All donors are rewarded with their name on the donor's page at the level they choose to donate. Now, for those of you who have already donated for 2018, I have a surprise to give away to the lucky winner, To select one, Mrs. SRH gave every 2018 donor a number, and then she put it in the Google random number generator and got the number for Adrian Rogers. Adrian Rogers, if you would email me, mike at spacerockethistory.com and tell me your address, and I will mail this surprise out to you. This is the end of content for this episode. You are welcome to stay and listen to my off-topic thoughts if you would like. Thanks for sticking around, folks. I have been so busy, I haven't had time to talk about off-topic thoughts for quite some time, and now I may have jury duty, something else for me to do. Well, I am finally back home, and I want to tell you about the most exciting part of my trip. A couple of weeks ago, I got to meet Apollo 16's Charlie Duke, the moonwalker. He was speaking at a prayer breakfast in Oklahoma City, and after he spoke, Mrs. S.R.H. and I were able to talk to him and shake his hand, and even get a picture. I told him about the podcast, and I gave him a souvenir. He was just a super nice guy, and at 82 years old, he looked great. I hope I look that good if I make it to 82 years. I was, of course, a little starstruck. He was the first moonwalker I have ever gotten to shake hands with and talk to. It was a very brief experience, but I was on cloud nine during the whole thing. It was a thrilling encounter, and I just wanted to share it with my listeners. Okay, folks, that's all I have for this week. Due to possible jury duty, I am not certain when I will have episode 255, posted, but it will be as soon as I can. So long for now.